Welcome to the Parenting with Impact podcast with your hosts, Elaine Taylor-Klaus and Diane Dempster, co-creators of ImpactParents.com, an online community, award-winning blog, and service organization, helping parents all over the world to raise complex kids become capable, independent adults. Hi, everyone. Elaine and Diane here. And we know that you want your complex kids to grow up to be happy and independent. And yet you're not always sure how or when to help with that. In this podcast, we'll encourage you to collaborate with all kinds of complex kids and support them in navigating life and learning. And we'll interview leading experts from around the world, as well as parents in our own community, talking about how training for parents actually helps these complex kids. We'll talk about the issues we hear parents struggling with all the time and how a coach approach can support and empower your amazing young people. We won't tell you what to do. We're going to help you figure out how. So let's move on to the next conversation. Hey, Welcome everybody. Back. Hi, Welcome y'all. back. Another conversation in the Parenting with Impact podcast. We are thrilled to have you here. Well, and we are recording this on, on January, uh, January 4th, 2023. 2023, right? And so it was funny because we were talking about what's on our mind and what we wanted to talk about. And I'm like, totally not a New Year's resolution kind of human. That's not my vibe at all. No, and, and it's like, I know one of the things that I value, and I think a lot of people value is this opportunity for, for a fresh start, for a do-over, for a repeat, whatever it is. And, and we tend to do it much easier on January 1st. It's like, okay, it's a new year. I'm going to do things different, or I'm going to try things different. Um, well, but I, I wanted think to milestones like, do that, right? Yeah. I think whether it's a new year or a new school year or coming back after a break or a birthday or like every time there's a, a significant milestone, it's like a point of demarcation. There's a stopping and a starting of something new. It's a great opportunity, right? Well, and here's what I would say, because I've got coachy friends who say, well, every moment can be a do over. And there's something psychological about a refresh. I mean, even if it's, we talk, we, when we teach our trigger management class, we talk about the fact that some people need overnight to recover, right? It's that sort of, I get up in the morning and I'm going to reset my brain and I'm going to have a fresh start yeah. or my kid's going to come home from school and today's I'm going to try a fresh start or what, you know, whatever it happens to be, what you're really looking for is opportunities and permission to try something different or to try something or, you know, I don't, I don't know whether it's trying something new or forgiving the past. I mean, there's all these sorts of things that that happen at once, right? When I find myself talking to parents about, especially parents of, I would say, teenagers and young adults, right? It's tweens, teens and young adults is, you know, we get into these patterns where we're up against each other and we're, we lock in our horns and our defenses are high. And like, we get into this, this pattern that we sometimes don't know how to get out. And there's a lot of value to being able to kind of to use ACE and say, you know, it looks like we're both just at each other. We're both reacting. Can we have a do-over? Can we clean the slate? Can we try again? Can we start fresh? I am sorry for what I've brought to this. Can we start fresh? Like asking the permission to impose a fresh start, even without that like milestone. Right. Well, and what's coming up is you're saying that I have this distinct memory when I was in my twenties, I am. when I moved to a new city and I was living with a family that had, I think it was a five-year-old boy at the time. And I, you know, like I'm in my twenties, like I have no no attachment to parenting. But one of the things that this mom and this little boy did whenever they'd have a tussle or an argument or something else, they literally did this thing where they wiped the slate clean. So they'd put their hands together and they'd go like this. 
right? And yeah. this is sort of, we're wiping the slate clean. We're letting each other know that we love each other, even though there was a tussle that went on or whatever it is, it's just sort of, we're wiping the slate clean. And it's that reminder. And I think we need this for us. Our kids need this. I mean, all this sort of thing that underneath it all, there's still love. There's still connection. There's still a desire for relationship. There's still a desire to do better, whatever the thing is on underneath it for you, it's that reminder, right? Well, you know, so here's what comes up, Diane, is think about how many times, and this happens, I think, probably more with younger kids, where you get into some kind of an upset or a tussle or a fight or an argument or an explosion or a meltdown or whatever. And then, you know, everybody explodes or we go from aware to alert to alarm, right? And then at some point, we hear this from parents all the time. I know my kids did all the time. The kids come back and they say, I'm sorry right? The kids, or sometimes the parent will be the one to come back and say, I'm sorry, I overreacted, I exploded. But very often our kids will come back. I remember one of my kids, I have it on my wall up here because I wrote it down because it was so poignant. Bex was about 12 or 13. And they said, you know, I don't mean to be so dysfunctional. And it was just like, wow. And said that moment, sometimes we get the restart because with an apology, And if we can bring some consciousness to that, like you're saying, if we can recognize that that's what's actually happening in those moments when we've recovered and reclaimed and reset. Well, and that's not always easy for people, right? It's just sort of, I've been talking to clients this week about finding a way to be the grown up, right? It's this sort of, when we get triggered, when we get upset, you know, there's the part of us that's like, I don't want to go to my kid and say, I'm sorry, they totally screwed up. They did this, they did that. And it's like the sort of, so that, that part of us like takes over and it it is locked in and it's like, well, okay, yeah, you can do that. And the reality is if you lock horns, your kid's going to lock horns and then you're going to be in, in a lock, right? If you can let go and say, wow, I own part of this, you know, and Mm -hmm. give them permission or accept it when they say it. I mean, I think that's like you were saying, when the kid comes to you and says, I'm sorry, you know, there's part of us that goes, well, you should be, you blah, 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 yeah. blah, right? Or, you know, and, and so it's that sort of what you're describing is the kinds of things we need for a reset, you know, and recognizing even the need for a reset and the well, value so, of so that. So can we look at what you just said is really cool. So what do we need for a reset, mm. right? Like, what is it? Because we need, to some extent, there has to be somebody taking responsibility on some level. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have, whether it's us or our kids or both. Yeah, I think that's really, it's hard to have a, a clean slate if nobody's taken any responsibility, if everybody's- well, And I might blame. say, I would say word responsibility kind of has some judgment in it. It's like, oh, I screwed up sort of thing. And I, and I would say ownership- Ownership is fine. Rather yeah. than that, it just slightly tweaks so that we aren't feeling the shame of screwing up because that then our, all of our shame stuff shows up, right? But ownership of initiating the reset, right? Ownership that there's- a reset is needed, right? It's a sort of recognition even is part of it too, right? So there's, Recognizing there's, there's an awareness that we're not getting anywhere. We need to, mm-hmm. we need to pause this, right? Yeah. And then there's some ownership around, you know, each of us is bringing something to the dynamic. And then there's, I guess there's the ask, there's the invitation or the permission to start over. Yeah. Well, and this isn't, is I, and I guess hard we're, important. we're talking about this in, the context of with our kids and resetting with our kids. And yes, our kids need a reset with us and we need a reset with our kids. What I also see is us giving ourselves permission, right? It's that sort of 
we need a reset with ourselves. We mm. end up in the shame cycle and the guilt cycle in the locking horns with it's got to be a certain way. I mean, it's a sort of some sense of stuckness, whatever the stuckness is. And it's like the sort of, okay, wait, I'm stuck. Mm-hmm. I need yeah. a reset. Yeah. So this is a strange, let's see where this goes, but what's coming up as I'm hearing you say it, right? Is I grew up in a house where everything was always in its place and everything was pristine and everything had to be put away. That was just, that was the expectation. There was no clutter. It was not tolerated. I have not been able to execute that in my family, (laughs) 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 to say the very least. And when I first started parenting, that was my expectation because that's what I thought it was supposed to be. And then I was gifted with this fabulous ADHD plus family of five. And that was, it was not an expectation that was fair or reasonable for the family that I had. Hmm. And I had to give myself permission to reset my expectations. Hmm in order to, and, you know, would you call it lowering the bar? Some people in my family would, (laughs) but I would say that it was about choosing what was important and prioritizing and giving myself permission to focus on what was important, which was the relationships and the trust and, and not always be worried about whether the kitchen counter was cleared. Well, and it goes back to that stuck, right? It's a sort of what you just described was a value conflict, you know, yeah. you have this value of order and beauty and whatever it was right. that, you know, came from your family. And then you've got this value of letting your family be who they are and letting them be as chaotic or ruckusy or whatever it is that they are. And so you're- And a value of being stuck. in relationship. Yep. Right. And you're stuck there, right? And it's sort of, so how do I resolve that value conflict? Yeah. Is, okay, pause, wait, acknowledge, wait, I'm stuck. There's yeah. conflict here. Yeah, how do I reset? Huge. And it's interesting because when we got there without judgment, we were able to come up with a solution that worked for everybody. It wasn't perfect for anybody, but it was better for everybody because I stopped blaming them for leaving stuff everywhere and started saying, hey, when this happens, it's really hard for me. Mm -hmm. And then I get agitated and triggered and I don't want to be like that. And, And so if we can, and you know, that's some of you've heard me talk about mise en place, just mm. we would remember the 10 second tidy on mm-hmm. the comfy couch. Yeah. And we kind of took that to a 10 minute and we would turn on music and everybody was like, okay, everybody go just put stuff away. I don't care what you're doing or where, just put stuff away. For put stuff minutes. away. And that was a way for everybody to support me by reducing the clutter and for me to allow that there was going to be clutter And it kind of worked for everybody. I know that's a strange example, but it's really concrete. So maybe it's helpful in some way. Well, and I think that, you know, what you're describing is, and I'm going to try to take it back to the reset, but it's this sort of acknowledgement that change is needed. Yeah. I want something different to happen. I mean, I think that that's that's the acknowledgement. That's the reset button. It's like sort of, I want something different to happen. Well, and so, and I t- I've talked about this a lot, really in, with young adult parents, but, but it's, again, it's applicable to all, is that shift from no, not that. Mm-hmm. I want that to stop happening to, I want something different. Yes, that. I want to create yeah. that. And when we move towards <laughs> something, we're Instead moving of away from, from a place something. of inspiration. When we move away from something, that's got mm-hmm. more energy, desperation energy. Well, and as you were talking about the the way you approach the problem with your family, I, I was thinking about how often, I don't know if we've talked about this in another podcast, but it's like the sort of 
the problem sits between us. I'm here, you're here, and there's a problem, right? Mm -hmm. Versus if we can both turn and face and say, okay, wait, there's a problem here. How do you see it? How do I see it? How can we work together to solve it? I mean, that feels very different energetically. So, you know, we've talked about relationship systems coaching, right? Yeah. Where one of the first things they teach you in that is that if you're here and you're here, the relationship is out there. I just, I really remember the teacher taking the notebook and throwing it on the floor in front mm-hmm. and saying, that's the challenge. That's the problem. That's the conflict, whatever it is. It's not either of you. Right. And if you can see it as separate from you, then you can team up with each other to address that problem instead of seeing it as a, as a block between you. So what we're really talking about is two different parts of this. We're, we're ta- ultimately talking about collaborative problem solving at, at its at a shocker. Macro that that's what we come back to. <laughs> that's what we keep coming back to. We always come back to that thing, right? But right. it's just sort of, but the reset, because typically when we need a reset, it's because there's a conflict or there's right. conflict between two of us, conflict within you, a con- you know, it's, there's some sort yeah. of conflict going on and it's like this sort of wait, pause, stop. And what we're just describing is a tool it's tools to adjust, address that when you need a, set, a restart, when there is a conflict, which is how do we look at this together and not as you being the problem versus me being the problem? Right, right. So what we, if we go back, so the notion is there's a value to a reset or a clean st- slate. We know this because we all try to do it on New Year's. Right. And what we're really inviting you to consider is that you can do it at any time it can become a constant source and opportunity in life instead of something you have to wait for a milestone to happen, you can actually create it. Well, and, th- and again, we can then to take it a step further, which is to recognize the need, which is typically happens when we're stuck, we're stuck in our opinion, we're stuck in a conflict, we're stuck somewhere to go, okay, wait, time for a reset. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's about getting some space. Maybe it's about getting some buy-in. Maybe it's about walking away and, and, um, you know, and choosing not to deal with that situation now, but going on to some other area and focusing there and, you know, and, and saying, whoa, this isn't the time to tackle this. Yeah. And then once you do get to re- restart, re-slate, re- whatever we want to call it, right? So if it, there's recognizing there's a stuck, recognizing the need for a reset, figuring out when, then we go to where we were talking earlier, which is, you know, making sure there's some ownership, having awareness, invitation, and then we get to designing. How do we, how do we do it differently? How do we want to do it differently? Well, and there's an energy to that, right? So mm-hmm. I've taken us back to the whole reset New Year's thing, right? It's a sort of read how many blogs about why New Year's resolutions don't work, right? It's a sort of, right. I've got all this energy. I've got to make this work. I'm going to do this. It's the new year. I've got, you know, and it's like this sort of forcing energy to make stuff happen. And how much it's does that happen when we're trying to solve problems in our family? It's like this sort of, I've got to fix this and I've got to fix that now. Well, that's that urgent should. alert should. brain yeah. going, ah, this has to be fixed. This has to be changed. But if we can let go enough to go, okay, wait a second. If I don't have to solve this right this hot minute, what changes? If I can look back and go, okay, wait a second. If I can give space for the reset, the fresh look, the fresh start, whatever it is, maybe it'll look differently the next time I look at this. Maybe I need to shift perspectives. Maybe I need to, you know, add some, what? Now I'm with you. What's So I was trying to, I was trying to take a Diane bent, which is, okay, well, so it's my turn to play devil's advocate here. What are the, about the parent who says, but what about, yeah. But that's not where my brain went. What, what I went to 
was was that the, there's this um, how do I say this? There's a a relationship piece here mm-hmm. that we often say when you don't know where to focus, lean into relationship because that's what builds the trust yeah. and the relationship. Oftentimes, when parents start doing this work, what shifts first for them is beginning. They're, they're not all the way into this place of how do you do a reset and collaborative problem solving. They're, they're starting by shifting the dynamic, that energetic shift in the relationship and allowing some space. And that's fundamental to all of the rest of this. Well, because in order to solve the problem together, mm-hmm. you've got to have trust and relationship and and. Right. and Communication. I mean, let's go back to the recording we did of the independence pyramid and that foundation of those three things at the bottom, right? Right. And so it's what we're really talking about is what it takes, not just the opportunity to restart at any time. And we want to keep saying that or reminding you that you can do this at any minute. It can be any any time. But it's also the the steps and it's about awareness and it's about taking action and it's about perspective and it's about collaboration if you're working with someone else on this problem the other thing that comes up is is there times sometimes we'll have parents who are in especially in the group who've been who've learned sanity school they're in a group and I remember this one mom who was saying you're going to know who I am when you listen to this who you are who was saying you know I've been afraid to start trying I've been afraid to start using this and so the other place that the clean slate I think can give you an opportunity is when you don't like the way you say something to be able to say, stop, let me say that differently. Stop. Let me hang on a second. I don't like the way that came out. Let me try again. That's maybe a precursor to collaborative restarting. But sometimes if we restart ourselves, that sends a lot of messages about ownership and permission and all kinds of things. But it really, our kids hear us consciously trying to shift how we're communicating. And there's a power in that. Well, and what's coming up for me, maybe another rabbit hole here, Elaine, but it's like, as you're saying that there's this stop, wait, I didn't like the way that came out. There's this permission to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if we need a do-over, we need to say it's not the last do-over we're going to have around this thing, right? It's just sort of, most of us are dealing with childhood stuff, whether it's big T trauma, little T trauma, I mean, habits and patterns and things like that, that have been created for us when we were little kids. I mean, you were talking about your, your family and growing up and it's patterns we create in our family, patterns we create in our, in our families with our kids, right? So sort of the idea that suddenly we're going to do a do-over and everything's going to magically change is really pretty optimistic. Um, yeah. maybe, so- maybe magical thinking. Right. And so it's this sort of I, expecting to need a do-over versus, oh my gosh, I got to have a do-over, right? It's this sort well, of, okay, wait. Experimenter's mind. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's like, we're trying things out. Sometimes it's going to work. Sometimes you're going to try to say something. You're going to go, hang on, let me say that differently. I used to do it to my kids all the time when they would say something. I'd like, do you have a different way to say that? Or do you have a nice way to say that? Wasn't there a line like in a Willy Wonka or something? Stop, reverse, change that. Do, Stop, I don't remember reverse exactly. that. Yes. <laughs> But it's it's this sort of, and I guess that that's the piece of it, is that this is a process, right? Yeah. And and if you look at it from a process perspective, it's not necessarily it's a, a do-over. It's a what's the next step? Yeah. 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 It's This is going to be, I think, our theme for 2023. It's going to be about next. 
Next. I have the feeling I'm, I'm feeling the word okay. next coming you up. You were wondering lot. for it. The word next is. I'm just, it's well, because it's like next is less, is not as overwhelming as I've got to do all this. I've got to change the relationship. I got to fix the, like next is just, okay, what's the next step? What are we going to try? Well, now? yeah. And there's a, as you say that there's a concept in 12 step, which is do the next right thing. Do the next right thing. Yeah. You know. So in a clean slate, do over whatever you want to call it is a great way to give ourselves the space to do the next right thing. So good place to stop. So happy new year, all of you who are listening to this. Whenever you're listening to it, it. (laughs) happy do over, happy reset, happy next steps. Yeah. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon. You've been listening to the Parenting with Impact podcast with Elaine and Diane. For more information on the Impact Parents community or to join Sanity School for Parents, please visit impactparents.com. If you like what you've heard, please share this podcast with friends who need similar guidance and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For the essentials of Elaine and Diane's coach approach to parenting, download a free tip sheet at impactparents.com slash podcast. Behavior therapy training for parents is actually recommended as a first-line treatment for complex kids. For information about Sanity School, our training program for parents or teachers, which has helped thousands of families around the globe, visit impactparents.com slash sanity school. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.